The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the twelve, Fear no one. Nothing is concealed that will not be revealed, nor secret that will not be known. What I say to you in the darkness, speak in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. Are not two sparrows sold for a small coin? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. Even all the hairs of your head are counted. So do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my heavenly father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly father. The Gospel of the Lord. I had a really, really fun weekend. I had some friends from college come down and stay with me Friday night and Saturday. And they've got two little kids, Anastasia, who's probably about three, and Finbar, that's his name. We call him Finn. He's probably about one and a half. Nah, he's probably two. So probably like four and two. Um, And it's so funny because, I mean, we were in college together. So we knew each other when we were like 18 to 22, and we were just 18 to 22-year-olds. And now in our mid-30s, like, here they are with children. I'm like, the Lord entrusted you with them? (laughs) Crazy. And then I look, I'm like, the Lord entrusted me with you? Crazy. But it was, I bring this up because it was so fascinating to watch um, when we were getting ready to eat. We would do our meal prayers and and Finn, uh, he can't move his arm properly for like the sign of the cross. He was like, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Like he did it. He said the words. He tapped. He's like, he did the tap. It's like, okay. Anastasia just sits there with her hands folded this smirk on her face. I'm like, what the heck? I'm not going to say their prayers. And, and I just, I love watching them parents. I love watching them teach. And, and they live out, like, in the country outside of Fort Wayne, so their road that they live on is not busy at all. We walked around. They visited the playground. We went to the farmer's market Saturday morning. And we're on Cass Street. Cass Street is busy. It's dangerous. And they're just running around like, get back here. And, and just like the idea that parents for their children are, are always going to, the kids are going to probably feel like they're being restricted. Oh, mom won't let me go and play out here randomly because I don't want you to get hit by a car. And you don't know that, but, but I know that. And God is a lot like that with us. He's constantly trying to parent us and teach us and do things for us. And we're just like, oh, God, you're no fun. You're not letting me have any, do all my fun things. You're just restricting all of that. And in fact, God cares way more about our souls than we will ever fully comprehend. And in the same way, 
Tristan and Nellie, my friends, they, they care so much about their children and their lives, but they care way more about their souls. So when we hear in that second reading today, St. Paul to the Romans, he talks about and reminds them that sin invaded the world through one man, Adam. And, and we can get into the semantics about, well, it was really Eve who took the fruit from the tree, and Adam, but Adam was just kind of standing there as a, as a bystander. The problem is this, Adam and Eve brought sin into the world, okay? Let's just leave it at that. They allowed temptation and the devil to overpower their commitment to God. That's, that's ultimately what happens with sin, original sin in that, in that sense. So now we have this death through sin. Awesome. Love it. Mortality. And God warned Adam that the death of disobedience, or the, the penalty of disobedience would be death. He says this in Genesis 2.17. He says, But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall die. That's pretty straightforward. And they're like, let's try it anyway. I mean, think about that. Like, we know there are some things that we probably shouldn't do. But we try them anyway. Because who's it really going to hurt? So their willful defiance in the face of this guarantee brought about the immediate death of their souls and the eventual death of their bodies. And that is exactly what sin does. Sin, when we know it, we see it, and we choose it, it kills us. Now you might be thinking, well, I'm still walking around. Well, I don't have a word for, like, the walking, like, you know, we talk about zombies, like they're brain dead because they're, like, they're alive, but they're dead. I don't know a good word for, like, a soul that's dead, but the body's alive. I just, we would call them sinners. So we have lots of sinners walking around. I'm one of them. And yet, think about this. So God gives this order, gives this, this instruction. They fail. He could have just said, forget about it. We're going to start over again. But he didn't. We kind of did with Noah. But we're going to move past that one. He could have said, you know what? I'm just going to leave him be. I don't even care about it anymore. But he didn't. He kept trying to make covenants. And ultimately, God says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give my son. I'm going to send my son to die to repent for the sinfulness. Wow. Okay. So when we think about this, through the, the actions of one man, we have sin and death enter the world. And then through the actions of another man, who happens to also be God, we have redemption and life. How cool is that? So when Jesus reminds us today in the gospel, fear no one. He's talking about the fact that we should not fear people who can take our earthly lives. People who can, can harm the body. We shouldn't fear that because the body has been temporary. It's been designed in such a way. There's mortality. That, that's the effect of original sin. Okay. But there's this opportunity given to us. Through baptism, we are adopted into the family of God, sons and daughters. We are made a part of, of the bigger uh, heavenly community in a sense. And through that baptism, we have the opportunity to follow God. We have the opportunity to 
adhere to God's rules and commandments and regulations and all these things. We have the opportunity to say yes to him. And by saying yes, we have the opportunity to be with him forever in heaven. Note, these are opportunities. These are not guarantees. Just because someone's baptized doesn't mean you automatically get to go to heaven. I've, I've told this story before, but when we're ordained as priests, uh, we have a, a cloth that uh, wipes up the chrism that's used on our hands. It's called a mandaturgia. And we give that to our mothers. And when our mothers pass away, we put that in their, their casket. And it's supposed to be a sign to St. Peter, this is the mother of a priest. My mom thinks that's a free ticket to heaven. <laughs> I've reminded her on countless occasions, it is not. And she still has to make a choice. Just because you're the mother of a priest does not mean you automatically get to be in heaven. So if there's any moms out there hoping that their sons are going to become priests and that's their free ticket, note it is not. But that's the thing is we have all these opportunities. So God is reminding us, don't be afraid of the earthly effects. Be afraid, though. He does say this. Be afraid of the one who can kill, who can destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. Now we might think, wow, that's super intense, because it is. And that person is God. God can destroy my soul, but he made me. Yeah, he made us out of love. But if we choose not to obey, we choose not to follow, we choose not to do the right things, then why would he help us? Why would, why would we be in heaven? Why would we want to be in heaven with him if we've done all the wrong things? There's a lot bigger thing we can go into that. I'm, I'm not going to try to go that deep. But what we are recognizing is this, because he's talking to the apostles here, and they're, they're getting ready to go out and to share the gospel, to share the message, to share Jesus. And there's going to be people who persecute them. There are going to be people who ridicule them. There are going to be people who attack them and harm them and and all the bad stuff and yet he's saying don't be afraid of the people who harm the body be afraid of if you deny me and what happens to your soul so we must continue to proclaim the gospel fighting temptation to stop preaching or to soften the message to make it easier to, to protect ourselves from suffering Think about this. This is such an important revelation. Other people, and those other people could be spouses, children, siblings, in-laws, outlaws, friends, neighbors, whoever, strangers, other people, get this, are dependent on us to proclaim the gospel for their salvation. You feel a little pressure right now? I feel pressure every day. Other people are dependent upon you and I to proclaim the gospel for their salvation. Woe is me if for some reason I think, I just don't really want to do that. I'm going to get laughed at. It's going to be really hard. I just, I just, I won't share that truth with them. Woe is me in that situation if I deny the Lord. Because what does he say then? And this is the part we cannot skip out on in this gospel. 
Everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my heavenly Father. You stick up for me, I'll stick up for you. But, and this is where it's going to feel really rough, whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly Father. That should feel like a gut punch. Because now we're probably thinking this question, whoa, whoa, Jesus, I would never deny you. But what is sin? Sin, arguably, is the denial of God. It's choosing something other than God. So, when I make that choice to gossip, to slander someone's name, I'm choosing to not speak truth, I'm denying the Lord. And I'm harming my fellow man in the process. When I make the choice to say, I don't think I need to go to Mass on Sundays and Holy Days of Obligation. I don't need to actually give him the time that he wants from me. You know, the third commandment, keep holy the Sabbath, honor God above all others. That sounds like a denial. When I promote the, the loss of life, whether that be euthanasia, abortion, anything, contraception, I'm denying God. When I bear false witness, when I become envious, lustful, whatever it is, I'm denying God and the way he's actually ordered me as a person. Now, that's not to say we won't face temptations every day. We won't be tempted to maybe deny the Lord or tempted to not go to Mass. I get it. Sometimes Mass is not always the most exciting. Sometimes you get really bad homilies. I get that. I've been told that. I understand. I've sat through them. I've written them. It's okay. Sometimes, you know, you're just, there's other things that occupy us. Okay. But we still have to make the choice to follow and do what is being asked of us. And so one thing we should consider is what are the things that intimidate us? What are the things that makes us nervous to the point that we would potentially deny Jesus? And how do I need to then turn from that? So Jesus' instructions are very straightforward. Go, proclaim, don't be afraid of if you lose your life. Be afraid if you don't speak the truth and what happens with your soul afterwards. And so we should have a holy fear of God. That's actually not a bad thing. Just like I think of my friends and their kids being here. Those kids have a somewhat holy fear of their parents. Don't do that. Okay. There's, yeah, I won't get into it. But, like, as children, we've probably experienced that with our parents where we've had this holy fear of them because they can do certain things. We, we had to have a few timeouts during our time here um, because they wouldn't always listen to stuff. But they got over it, and they moved on, and that didn't stop them from loving mom and dad. So for us today, it's recognizing death entered into the world through the sin of one man, and yet salvation entered into the world through one man as well. Jesus has given us salvation. That's so good. We owe him, out of love and fidelity, this teaching and proclamation of who he is to other people because others are dependent upon us for their salvation. Whatever it is, whatever fears I have or temptations I, I possess that could lead me to choose something other than God, to choose sin, to deny him, I must fight those with all of my 
all of my abilities, and all of the graces God gives me. And if you're thinking, well, where do I get more of those graces? Right here, through the sacraments, Mass, and Holy Eucharist, confession. These are, are probably the greatest sacraments we have that we can receive as often as we want. Baptism, that's a one and done kind of thing. Confirmation, one and done. Marriage, ideally one and done. Ordination, ideally one and done. Anointing the sick, that can happen a lot, but there's some, some rules to that one. But the Eucharist, did I miss one? No. No. The Eucharist and reconciliation can be given daily. Because guess what? There's daily Mass. And there's confessions five times a week here at St. Bernard's. And anytime you see a priest. So what do we do? We turn back to the Lord. We, we seek forgiveness. We seek health from him. So I have a few tips here, thinking about my friends and, and them raising their children. So this applies to, to families, to people of all ages. But these are six tips to help us and our children remain Catholic. Tip number one, don't miss Sunday Mass. Seems kind of obvious, but figure she put it there anyway. And in fact, if you have small children, sit up in the front. That's probably terrifying, but we have plenty of space. And if anyone growls at you, I will growl at them. So I've got your back. Tip number two, let your children see you go to confession. Because they won't go if we don't go. And it's okay to be nervous going to confession. But remember, we confess sins through a priest, not to a priest. So we're going through the priest to Jesus. And it's important that they can model what they see. Tip number three, you can change this out with a few things, but pray the rosary together at least once a week. Try that. Or Divine Mercy Chaplet, other types of novenas, devotions. But there's no devotion that's more powerful than the rosary, and it helps young people fall in love with Mary because Mary, at the end of the day, wants us to, to be united to her son. Tip number four. This is, this is the one I thought about with them and our meals. Pray grace before meals. It's simple. Food and drink are gifts. They are not guarantees. And it's hilarious to watch them grow in making the sign of the cross. Tip number five. No matter how good Catholic schools are or public schools or their teachers are, at the end of the day, knowing and loving God begins and ends at the home through the domestic church. Parents, you are the primary catechists. Therefore, you are the best at being able to teach your children. Now here's the sixth tip, and it goes along with five. Parents, know your faith. Your kids are going to have questions. I guarantee they'll have questions because the question why was asked five times in a matter of 30 seconds this weekend. Why? Answer why. Answer why. So they're going to, they're going to, they're going to ask questions. And if you don't know the answer, that's okay. Ask a priest. Ask someone. Seek out knowledge. And here's the coolest part. Discover the answer together. The Lord has given us great opportunities. At the same time, we know that there are some deep, severe realities. 
So we shouldn't fear the loss of the earthly body. We should fear the loss of the soul. But the soul can always be healed through these graces, through these sacraments. And, and all of us have such an opportunity to fall deeper in love with God. So let's not squander that choice today. Let us make a choice today and every day to follow God and to proclaim him to others.